Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Season of reaching out, right? We've uh, got our reach out cards. Everyone got a reach out card? If you don't have a reach out card, they're up the back. Make sure you go get them whole idea of Reach Out is that we're writing down some people in our life that, uh, you know, God's placed in our heart that we're reaching out to. And um, hopefully, you know, we're praying and we're doing everything that we can to love these people. And, you know, hopefully the whole idea behind it, and this is the whole idea of Christianity 101, is that the world come into the church and get to know Jesus. Amen? That... The Jesus came for the lost, Jesus came for the sick, Jesus came for the people that weren't okay. And um, our job, once we get to know Jesus, is that you know we have a relationship with Him. That's number one importance. But then after that, it's our job to go into the world and uh, help other people know this Jesus that we know. Amen? All with me? Okay. So this morning, what we're going to be doing, I'm going to get a little bit practical with this um, this morning. And Besides just um, giving us information, I'm going to do, um, it's going to be obviously information because I'm speaking and information's good, but I'm going to try and get a little bit practical with this this morning and basically just talk about one topic and, you know, the whole idea of people getting to know Jesus is that, you know, we have to talk to them, Right? Yeah, we have to talk to people. Um, you know, that some people think that it's all about just doing and about if I live a really good life, people are going to look at me and they're going to say, wow, that guy's amazing. I need to know Jesus. I haven't seen it happen very often because <laughs> I'm pretty amazing. And people, people don't look at me a lot and say, oh my gosh, what is that halo in your head? I want to come and know what you know. May have happened to you hasn't happened to me very often. Um, And then some people think that it's all about just, you know, using words and being very articulate and being able to convince people to to know Jesus and, you know, arguing people into the, into the, you know, the the kingdom of God. And, you know, I've got this in my message, but I'm going to say it at the start that I've never really heard a, uh, someone say, you know what, I was an atheist, and uh, someone had a really, really good argument, <laughs> and then I decided to know Jesus. Maybe it's happened, but it's not really common. So this morning, what I'm going to encourage us in is one thing, and basically, it's about crucial conversations. Crucial conversations. And this morning, um, we're going to start off, well, before we even start off with, uh, I've got a park bench up here, I'm just going to sit on it for a second because it looks comfy. Um, but um, actually, don't sit on it too heavy. It could break. <laughs> it's got a bit of flex in that thing. Um, but, you know, even in reaching out, just in the last two weeks, I've been encouraging myself about reaching out. And I invited the subway lady um, to, and told her about church and encouraged her. So, hey, why don't you come check it out sometime? She goes, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And um, that's great. So I'm going to keep on that, keep that conversation happening. And um, I'm going to you know, continue to encourage her in her search for, you know, something bigger. You know, all searching for something, right? You know, everyone's searching for something bigger. It's so biblical in the Bible. You know, we're, you know um, eternity is set in the heart of men and women, that something is in us that we want to know where we go when we die. Everyone wants to know this question. 
And everyone's searching for something bigger than ourselves, something, you know, bigger than me, that this must be something or someone that has created this whole thing and we must exist for a reason. Why do I exist? All those big questions. And I think that the more we can have conversations with people and the more that uh, we can start asking questions and having crucial conversations, that they're going to come to that conclusion themselves. And this morning, we're going to start off with a bit of a drama. And um, Andy has invited Tim out to lunch while Tim is on break. Andy's been praying for his friend Tim, who is at the top of his reach-out list for a while now. And today, Andy hopes to go beyond the usual catch-up chat and get a little deeper and maybe even invite him to church. Hey Tim, thanks for meeting today. I know you're pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, just wish I had a bit more time. I only got a short break and then it's back to work. How's work anyway? Oh yeah, much the same. I punch in, do my bit and punch out, try to get home before the kids go to bed. Yeah. I know the feeling. How's the, the family? Oh, yeah. Kids are good. Cheryl's good. We're good. Uh, kind of just hanging in there. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Rough? How? Oh, you know, money's tight. Kids go to that fancy school and we have trouble keeping up with the bills. Mm. Same as everyone, I guess, but you know, it stresses Michelle out and... Um, takes it out on me. Man, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I don't make it easy on her, but I'm away all day and when I get home I'm exhausted. She doesn't understand when I want to go and spend some time with the boys on the weekend. It's a bit of a cycle really. I'm not sure what to do about it. Mm. Well, have you tried asking God for help? God, nah, even if he was real, I don't think he could help. We'll just hang in there. It'll come good. Yeah, 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 it'll, it'll be all right. It'll all come good, yeah. Well, look, you've got my number. I'm only a call away, mate. Yeah, yeah, will do. Thanks, mate. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Get back to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for meeting today, man. Thanks for taking time out. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah. You too. See you, Andy. See you later, Tim. Man, should have said something. Anything. Oh, next time. Awesome. Hey, give him a clap. Well done. That's part one. <laughs> Who's ever felt like that before? <laughs> give us a wave. <laughs> Who's ever felt like that before? Oh, tell me about it. What is with kids and asking why? Anyone got kids? <laughs> Who's ever been asked why? <laughs> if you've never been asked why, your kids mustn't speak. My kids seem to ask the question why about 500 times a day. But why? Why? But why? Why? But why? But why? Why? But why? Why? All different tones. Why? 
you know, you're in the car and I, sometimes I don't even think they want to know an answer, right? I think they just want to ask why. <laughs> you know, they ask you a question and you give them just a straight answer like, hey, uh, Dad, what's that called? A tree. Why? Because <laughs> um, God made it. Why? <laughs> um, so that we can have oxygen. <laughs> why? <laughs> so that we live. <laughs> why? <laughs> just why, 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 why? Everyone's been in this uh, seat before where the kid's asking why. And you know what? This morning, I reckon that we can learn a little bit from our kids and asking why. You know, I think we can learn that asking why is actually okay. That asking why is actually a good question to ask because it's actually a thought-provoking question. You know what, and I totally believe this, that most people in the world actually have no idea what they believe. They, they actually have no idea what they actually believe, and they have a worldview based on what they're... This is all of us, really, until we you know, come into an understanding of why we actually exist. But most people in the world just live and they have a worldview based on what they've been taught, what their family believed. And if you actually ask them why they believe what they believe, I think sometimes I'll have a lot of trouble explaining it. And you know, this is a good thing. <laughs> this is actually a really good thing. Because when we actually get to a place where we can ask the question why, it actually gets them thinking, I've never actually thought about this before. <laughs> I just go through life and life's easy and life's great. And I've never actually thought about why I actually believe what I believe. And today we're going to be getting a little bit practical, as I said. And, um, you know, if you had an opportunity to talk to someone about your faith tomorrow, what would you say? What would you say? You can ask yourself this question hypothetically. You don't need to spit it out. You don't need to yell it at me because we don't have time for that. But what would you say... If you had an opportunity to talk to someone about your faith t tomorrow, and you know, if we're a little bit prepared and had some tools under our belt, I think that it can become a lot easier to talk to people and just simply asking the next question is a tool that we can use as Christians that we don't have to have all the answers, okay? I'm going to just take the pressure right off you right now that you do not have to know the tenets of uh, the ACC faith for people to come to know Jesus Christ, okay? You don't have to know the Torah and everything that's in it, even the books in the Torah, for people even know what the Torah is, to, <laughs> to actually, for someone <laughs> to come to know Jesus. You know, there's so many ways to evangelize and encourage people, and some work better than others. And it reminds me of this story that I heard. Um, it wasn't a, a, a personal story, but it reminds me of a story that I heard about the barber who had just finished evangelical an, an evangelical training seminar. And basically the story goes like this. He faithfully attended this seminar every night for two weeks. He rehearsed all the material, took extensive notes, and memorized the assigned Bible verses. This guy was like the top of the class. He's like, I have so many people coming into my barbershop every day. I'm going to get every single one of them to come to know Jesus Christ. And it's a good heart, like great thing. Um, 
At the end of the two weeks, he received a certificate acknowledging his completion of the course. The next morning in the barbershop, he hung the certificate and, and bowed his head and said, Lord, I pray this morning, help me to witness to the first man that comes through my door this morning. At that moment, the biggest, ugliest biker dude walked through the door. And it seemed like he'd recently lost a bet with his biker buddies to get his head shaved. So needless to say, the barber didn't feel very comfortable quoting the Romans road. If you don't know what that is, it's, you know what, we've all fallen short of the glory of God and Jesus came to save us. And, you know, through that, that we can have a relationship with him, that even though we were sinners, that, you know, Christ came while we're still sinners and died for us. And whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. And, you know, that's all in Romans. And, um, you know, he didn't, didn't have the confidence to, to do this. Anyway, he shaved the guy's head and he, and he walked out. The, next, the rest of the day um, didn't go much better. Every guy that came in, he just didn't have the confidence to, you know, preach at these people. Who's ever felt like this before? Never had the confidence, didn't know what to say. Even though we feel like we've got all the training in the world, we sit in church every single Sunday for 57 years and we hear every single message and every single sermon, every great thing that we can do and we still like, um... Uh, Anyway, the day went on. The barber was sobbing at the end of the day in shame, thinking, I hadn't witnessed to a single person. He bowed his head again. This time he prayed, Lord, if you will allow one more opportunity, I promise I'll do my part. At that, the door opened and in walked a pleasant-looking gentleman. He's thinking, yes. The man smiled at the barber, apologized for coming in late, and took a seat in the chair. As the barber draped the man in the, you know, protective sheet, all the stuff that he does, he began to try to remember what he was supposed to say and began to get very, very confused. As the barber put shaving cream on the man's face, he tried to remember the answers he had learnt to the possible objections that the man was going to have. As the barber began to, uh, you know, get his razor out and uh, shave him, he realized that he had, you know, that he simply could not remember one thing he was learned. You know, all of this made the barber so nervous and soon began to sweat and getting really, really clammy as he has this razor at this guy's throat. And finally, in desperation, he flicked the razor out and he said to the man, Are you prepared to die? You know what? We make it so complicated sometimes to talk to people about Jesus. And we feel like we have to have all the answers and all the stuff together to even be able to ask a question. You know, Paul wrote in Colossians 4, 5 to 6, he said, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's a great verse. You know, show grace is basically talking about meeting people where they're at, not where we think they should be. You know, everyone's on a journey and everyone in life has a story. We have no idea about the story that is, that is uh, you know, every single person has in life. That you don't know my story and I don't know your story. Everyone's got a story and, you know, the best thing about God, he wants to meet us where we're at. You know, it talks about in this verse that make them, oh, sorry, yeah, um, 
season them with salt, which is basically saying make the conversations make a difference. You know, salt makes a difference, right? When you put salt in something, it actually changes it. It actually makes a difference to the thing that you're putting in it, either good or bad. But it's important that when we're having conversations, and we're going to be talking about these crucial conversations today, it's really important that when we're having these conversations, they're making a difference. Not every conversation, but there's a time where they need to make a difference. And then it says, so we can answer people so that they may have, or so, so, that, so that you may know um, how to answer everyone. And when we're answering people, you know, I, I feel the idea behind this. We're meeting people where they're at. We're showing grace. We're showing love. We're making a difference with our conversations. But hopefully for them to get a revelation of why they need Jesus. They, 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 they don't necessarily need to know why I need to know Jesus because I already know Jesus. It's really important that they get a revelation of themselves why they actually need to know Jesus. You know, when it comes down to it, if we never ask real questions and have real conversations, we can be doing a lot of loving, but not always giving them what they need. You know what? You know, I was just thinking about this story as, as, as I'm going, just popped in my head that, um, you know, the story about the, the four guys I talked about the other day bringing um, the paralyzed man to Jesus. He was, he was paralyzed on a mat. Anyway, they dug the hole in the roof, put him in front of Jesus, and everyone thought he was just going to heal him. But he didn't. He forgave him of his sins. He actually gave him what he needed, not actually what he wanted. You know, sometimes as Christians, uh, it's great. You know, the Bible talks about love and, and going to do good works and all that stuff. It's so important that we do it. But if we're always loving and we're always just doing good works and we're always just, you know, being the, being the, the people that do everything for everyone and never actually having a real conversation with someone, there's going to be lots of love going on and not a lot of heart transformation happening. Because as I said before, that, you know, people are looking for Jesus and it's true. People do see us and think, wow, you know, that's really great. But I feel that in Australia that we're waiting for people to come into the church and the, ch- and the world is asking, when can I come? That we're here praying that they come and they're asking, when are they allowed? And I've, I've had so many conversations with people thinking, oh, am I actually allowed to come to church? <laughs> when am I allowed to come? Oh, I'd love to come to your church. When would be a good time for me to come? Can we, can we book in a date? <laughs> You know, and I think that we're, as, 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 as the church, that so often we can get caught up in the, in, in the works and doing good things, which is good. Don't hear my heart here. We have to be the church, but also we have to have real conversations with people. You know, conversations and asking real questions are so important in the process of reaching out. You know, as Aussies, I think we're in a really hard place because the two things we don't talk about is politics and religion. You know, it's, it's, I don't know in your household, but in my household, you never talked about who you vote for, and you never talk about what you believe in. And I think it's so cultural in Australia that it's okay to talk about anything else in the world except for Jesus Christ. You know, we're getting better at politics. Lots of people are talking about politics these days, especially with the current media at the moment, and, you know, trying to push agendas through and all that stuff, which, which you know, we're talking about politics, but... Once you bring up the name of Jesus, it's like, hang on a second, you can't say that. You're not allowed to say that name. That's not fair. That's not playing by the rules. We live in Australia. You can't talk about that name. This is just how I feel that where we are right now as, as, as a society. You know, it's so easy that, you know, as, in, as Australia, just culturally... 
just to keep it surface, to keep face, to keep it, you know, she'll be right, mate. You ask someone how they are, and literally 99.9% of the time, percent of the time, I say, hey, how you doing? Yeah, great. <laughs> my mum just died, and my auntie just had a heart attack, my dog just passed away, but, you know, I'm great. <laughs> Life's good. Because I don't want to burden you with my issues. <laughs> I don't want to burden you with the, with the stuff that is actually going on in life. You know, she'll be right, mate. It's just who we are. It's not a bad thing. It's just who we are. And I think that so often that as Aussies, and I don't know if it's just humanity, we're scared to actually ask someone actually how they really are and have real conversations with people. And I'm going to show us in a second how, how Jesus asked so many questions. And the thing that I want to encourage us today are in these crucial conversations, when to have them, where to have them, and asking the questions. And, you know, we're about to have part two of the skit. And we're going to see what happens this time when we actually have a conversation that matters. Thanks for hanging out today, Tim. Glad you could uh, find some space in your busy schedule. Yeah, no worries. I just wish I had a bit more time. I only got a short break today and it's back to work. How is work today? Ah, yeah, it's the same. You know, I punch in, do the job, punch out, try and get home before the kids go to bed. Yeah, I know the feeling. How's the family? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good. Kids are good. Michelle's good. We're all good. Kind of hanging in there at the moment. It's been a bit of a pretty rough couple of weeks. Rough? How? Ah, uh, you know, mate, it's tight. Kids go to this fancy school and we have trouble keeping up with the bills. Same as everyone, I guess, but yeah, it stresses Michelle out and she takes it out on me. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I guess I don't make it easy on her, you know. I'm away all day and... When I get home at night, I'm exhausted. Mm. And uh, she doesn't understand when I want to take some time out with the boys on the weekend. It's a bit of a cycle, really. She don't know what to do about it. Well, you've ever tried asking God for help? God? Nah. Even if he was real, I don't think he could help. She'll be right. It'll come good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It, it's all right. It, it'll be all right. Well, you know, I know some people who've been through some of the stuff you're going through. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some guys at my church that um, they've been hanging out and, and talking and getting help and seems to be making a difference. I mean, even me, like I've, I've been through some, some pretty crazy stuff and man, for me... Everything changed when I found God. Maybe it could change for you too. You reckon? You want to come with me? To your church? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I could. I'm not into this God stuff, but you know, if there's other people going through the same sort of thing and got nothing to lose, you know, at this point I'm pretty much willing to try anything. Yeah, alright, I'll give it a shot. When is it? Oh, uh, Sunday, uh, 10, 10 a.m. 
Sunday, 10 a.m. Yeah, all right, I'll come check it out. All right, sounds good. Oh, yeah. I better get back to work, mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Glad you could hang out, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah, you too. See you Sunday, man. See you, Tim. Man. Glad I said something. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It was great. You know, we can call these things crucial conversations. And we can use these in so many different areas of our lives. And, um, you know, a crucial conversation, the whole idea of a crucial conversation is that we're meeting people where they're at without making judgment. We're not judging where they're at, but we're meeting them where, we're, where they're at. And we ask questions. And what we're actually doing is we're developing a pool of shared understanding. Shared meaning that, you know, in that conversation right then, there were some questions that went back and forward, back and forward until there was enough in the pool for us to actually work together with. You know, we can use this in so many different situations. For example, in relationships, you know, when we, when we get into fights um, and, you know, the, we have a fight about something and it all breaks down and we know until we actually have a conversation that actually where we can meet each other in a place, a safe and healthy place, and ask a question. For example, I could have a fight with someone and a mate, and he says something, and I say something, and blah, you know, it goes off. And the way that this could work is I could go, hey, you know, Ben, you know, we have fights all the time. You know when you said that the other day? I don't really understand why you said that. But, you know, what I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's a bad person. I'm saying, hey, you know, when you said that, I'm using facts because he said it. He's such a mean guy. Um, but, you know, when you said that thing and, and, and said that you're going to book a snow trip without me and, um, and you know, it, it really made me feel like we, you, you didn't want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> We're actually having a crucial conversation right now as, as we go. And then Ben might say to me, well, mate, you know, I don't know if you remember, but I did invite you, um, but you were busy, and you've got your son's soccer presentation on, and you're going to be an amazing dad, and you're going to go to the soccer presentation without going, you know, besides going to the snow trip with the boys. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really true. I do remember having that conversation and, you know, we can, we can work it out. He's thrown something in, I've thrown something in, he's thrown something in. And we can actually start working about, you know, this, within this conversation without having too much emotion and about too much, oh my gosh, I have to sort this whole thing out right now. I have to, you know, for example, when we're talking to people about Jesus, I have to get them saved right now because if I don't, they might get hit by a bus tomorrow. Um, you know, crucial conversations, we can have them at work. You know, if, if someone says something that we don't understand, we can say, hey, you know when you said that thing and I didn't really quite get what you meant by that? Can you just explain to me what you meant when you said that? You know, we can have these crucial conversations when we're actually talking to people about Jesus. And we can actually, you know, have a conversation when they, you know, for example, they're, you know, talking about something and, you know, they have their point of view and maybe I just might not disagree with them and say, well, that's wrong because I believe this. You know, that's saying that everything that I believe is right, everything they believe is wrong. And basically that just gets them to say, well, I don't want to talk to you because <laughs> you're a know-it-all. But by me asking you a question, well, why do you believe that? Gets them to actually start thinking, 
um, <laughs> I don't know. Why, why do I believe that? And then let them throw something into that pool that we're, that we're talking about here. And we can actually start building a relationship and actually building evangelistic opportunities through having conversations and having the confidence to ask, well, why? Because they're going to ask me why. They're going to ask me, well, why do you believe what you believe? And that's why it's important as Christians we actually know what we believe and, and why we believe it. It is really important that we do know that. But the same for them. They're going to ask me why I believe it. So it gives me opportunities to ask them, well, why do you believe that? And then we can meet people where they're at and just have conversations and conversations that actually start to think, get them thinking about, well, maybe everything, maybe not everything they think is wrong. Maybe there's just a tiny little untruth in it. Maybe there's just a tiny bit of their, of their, their thinking that maybe isn't, what God actually says. Maybe it's not the whole thing. You know, it takes confidence and wisdom to ask questions. Asking a question as simple as, what do you think? Or, why do you think that? Can keep people engaged and searching for truth. You know, people are searching. You know, we'll say, everyone's searching. And by me trying to tell someone what they have to believe, and I feel like, you know, as a preacher, that it's a bit crazy that I'm up here telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you what to do, but telling you that you don't have to do it. But, um, you know, but um, we're not telling people what they have to believe. But the whole idea is that they're searching for truth. And when we ask um, and when we answer every question, what we're actually doing is robbing the question of the satisfaction of personal discovery. You know, a relationship with Jesus is personal. That it's important that we can help people have a relationship with God. And maybe it'll start with my faith. It'll start with, well, Chris says that. I've heard so many people say, well, Dad says this. Or, you know, this is what Pastor Greg says. Or, or this is what they say. And, and it's good that we're growing our faith, you know, learning off people that are a little bit further down the track from us. But eventually, it's important that they come up with their own faith. It's important that people coming up with their own faith systems and actually knowing what they believe and why they believe it. And a simple question like, well, what do you think about hell? That's maybe a bit deep. <laughs> what do you think? I wouldn't get political about it because there's no point. But, you know, what, what do you think about church? Have you ever thought about it before? Why, why do you think that? And maybe they've had a really bad experience and you can, you can talk them through that. Asking questions is so important. You know, as I, I was already down here that I think that the big thing is that if we ask the right questions, people will eventually come to their own conclusion. Because the Holy Spirit's moving through our questions, right? The Holy Spirit is the one that actually, you know, moves within, within people's lives. The, the Holy Spirit's the one that actually does it. It's not my words that are actually going to convince people, but people are searching. The Holy Spirit's doing work within them. And I just want to, you know, finish off, the, finish off this morning with what Jesus did. And Jesus did exactly this, whether in public gatherings, a confrontation with his enemies, private conversation with his closest friends, Jesus consistently used questions to produce change and growth. Every, all the time. You know, I did, I did some research and Jesus was asked over 180 questions in the three years that he was in ministry. And he answered something like 60 of them back with a question. <laughs> All the time he was asking questions and telling stories and, and parables and stuff to actually encourage people 
to come to a conclusion or that, wow, this guy actually is the Messiah. This guy actually is the one that they've talked about. And he used questions to do it. And, you know, just a a simple example is the parable of the Good Samaritan. And if you don't know the story, I'll paraphrase it. But basically, there's a guy that came to Jesus and said, um, you know, you know, how, um, what did he say? What must I do to inherit eternal life? How am I going to get to heaven? And and Jesus said, you know, what's written in the law? And he, he quoted that back to him and said, you know, and he goes, yeah, you're right. That's true. Awesome. And then he says, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells a story. <laughs> and within the story, he's asking questions of this guy. And, 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 and just, just really quickly to, to finish off, I've got three points to, to finish off with this morning that he, Jesus asks questions within the story. And then at the end, he didn't tell the guy what to do. He actually said to him, he said, oh, well, who was the, who was the, who was the neighbor? Who was, who, was, who was the good one? And he goes, well, the one who showed kind and came up with his own conclusion in the end, right? Jesus didn't have to tell him, well, this is what you're meant to be doing. This is how you're meant to be living. He just asked questions and told a story and said, well, you know what? Well, this is, this is something that, you know, I believe. And in the end, the dude came up with his own conclusion and went, ah, oh, that's how I'm meant to live. And three things really quickly just to, to finish off with this morning, that questions clarify that everyone needs to answer last big questions. And everyone in the world that ever has been born has to answer the big questions in life. You know, and we're Christians and, and, and we believe in heaven and hell. And there is one question that people actually have to get their own conclusion of is, you know, what's it going to be? <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't preach fire and brimstone at them and tell them they're all going to hell. But people have to ask. They're asking that question anyway. They want to know. They actually do. What happens when I die? I've got a 100% success rate. <laughs> What's going to happen when it happens to me? You know, the man wanted to, to, to pin Jesus down on the topic of eternal life, but Jesus threw the issue back at him and asked him to state his own position on it. He goes, well, what's your opinion of eternal life? What do you think about it? Let's have a conversation. Let's... Let's chat this out. I might not know all the answers. It's okay, because I don't. But maybe I can help get you to understand what your point of view on it is. And it always grows. You know, point number two, that questions penetrate the heart of the issue. You know, the scholar wanted to define righteousness. He wanted to make everyone look like, oh, he was great and righteous, and I'm a great guy because I know the law. But what Jesus actually wanted to do was encourage him to live a righteous life not be righteous but to live a righteous life and you know what you know we're going to get questions thrown at us all the time about stuff and it's not about rules and religion but it's about encouraging them to have a relationship with Jesus for themselves it's not about them thinking that we're perfect or us showing them that we're perfect and we've got it all together but it's all about encouraging them like hey there's a life here for you as well ask the question Point number three, that questions open up genuine conversations. Jesus' first question was very open, one that allowed the man to answer in a range of different ways. And then as the conversation progressed, you know, we're building a relationship. He just threw a question and asked the guy, started a conversation, built a relationship with him. But 
as the conversation progressed, Jesus transitioned to a question that required a one-word answer. Um, to begin with, however, he tried to simply draw the man in into a meaningful dialogue. What he was trying to do is saying, hey, let's have a conversation about this and I want you to come to a conclusion yourself. And this morning, I hope that all this questioning is actually encouraging you to think about what you believe and why you believe it. And, you know, your understanding of what a, how to actually encourage people to come to know Jesus. And, and this morning, my simple message this morning is ask questions and have conversations with people that matter. You know, we're reaching out at the moment. And what I want to encourage us in is why don't we get um, intentional about locking in times with these people that we can actually have a conversation. You know, we can pray, 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 and, and Jesus is going to do everything that he can. And But I think that we're praying so that we can have the confidence to go and talk to them. Maybe Jesus has put us on this earth to have the conversation, right? That maybe Jesus has put us in their life to have the conversation and ask the questions and, and help them discover their relationship with God. You know, it's exactly what I did with my brother. I prayed, 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 and then had the conversation. I said, are you happy with life? No. I said, well, I think there's a better way of living. <laughs> what do you reckon? He's like, yeah, I know there is. <laughs> Every, people know there is. There's a better way. They know. It's like, yeah, I know there is. It's like, well, why don't you come to church and figure out? I didn't pray for him, get him like, you know, for salvation right there at the table, but he came to church and he came to his own revelation of, you know what? I actually need Jesus. <laughs> Because that was our revelation, right? We need Jesus. That's our revelation. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. And we need to encourage people to have those conversations that they need to know Jesus too. Hey, why don't we stand? You know, this morning, I just want you to think about some people on your reach out lists. And I'm just going to pray that in the coming season that we can get intentional about having conversations that actually matter. Have conversations that are going to encourage people to come to a understanding of why they believe what they believe. As you're thinking about those names, why don't you lift them up to heaven this morning? God, I just pray for every single person that we're thinking about right now in our reach out list, Lord God. You know, I think about my dad. You know, I think about some other people on that list, Lord God. And I just pray that in the coming season, Lord God, coming days, weeks, months, Lord God, that there's an opportunity for me to have a meaningful conversation, Lord God. I pray that there's an opportunity for every single person in this room, Lord God, to have a conversation that matters, Lord God, conversation that gets people thinking about their faith, a conversation that gets people thinking about who is Jesus, who is Jesus to me, why would I need Jesus? And I just pray, Holy Spirit, you go before us, and that you can set up those conversations well, Lord God. That you give us the right questions to ask, Lord God. The right ears to listen with, Lord God. That the confidence that we don't have to have all the answers in the world. But all we need to do is be, you know, even just ask why. God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you meet us where we're at, Lord God. I thank you that we can meet people where they're at, Lord God. But ultimately, we need to know you. They need to know you, Lord God. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you continue to move in this community that people will get their revelation that they need to know Jesus Christ in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome.
Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.